now. Now your ideas don't have to wait. Now they have everything they need to come to life. Dell Technologies and Intel are creating technology that loves ideas, loves expanding your business, evolving your passions. We push what technology can do, so great ideas can happen right now. Find out how to bring your ideas to life at Dell.com. Welcome to now. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. This is The Rich Eisen Show. Live from The Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Let's get to your quarterback. Touchdown! A one-yard touchdown run by Trevor Lawrence. This guy, I mean, he just he just wants to be coached. He wants to he wants to improve. He wants to learn. You know, he wants to grow as a quarterback. The Rich Eisen Show. Earlier on the show, Ravens running back J.K. Dobbins. Coming up, senior writer for the MMQB, Albert Breer. From Prime Video's Nanny, actor Sinqua Wall. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Hour number two of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air here. 844-204-RICH being the number to dial on the program. We are one hour away from Morocco and France having a... Uh, a uh, a touch of the football. Let's go and yes. cut her. We've been a flounce. And um, and again, we will cover the game best we can by uh, letting you know what's happening in real time. And then Mike Del Tufo stoppage. will. T- you're you're the king of stopping. I'm, in, I'm in. I was a minute off yesterday, but I was close. You were a minute off because they did go four and change. So it was closer to five than it was four. That's so what. I, by that's the way, you can, stoppage time is a. Is, it's, it's, it's really you know what well, it is. I'm it's okay. a mindset. I'm, it's a mindset. Yeah, yeah, stoppage time. Yeah. It's a mindset. Yeah. It's not like accurate. We don't know that down to the second. Mm-hmm. It's it's plus four ish. Just like Vince Gilligan told us, Huel is a state of mind. That's true. Just like stoppage time. <laughs> it is. It's stoppage the Huel. It's is, the Huel of sports. It's the Huel of sports. We don't know if they're still there. We don't know where he is. Where he is? We have no he idea. Could be anywhere. He could still on a be laying on a pile of cash. Could you imagine? Could you imagine <laughs> laying on a pile of cash? Yeah. Last night. Cool. Last night. Celtics Lakers. Tie oh. game. Oh, this is great. Tie oh, game. Yeah. LeBron has the ball, <laughs> and he's dribbling up the court. And he has anywhere between 10 to 16 seconds left. He doesn't know. They're just like, man, just finish the possession finish. and then we'll call yeah, him. But, but, if, but, but, but if the ball comes loose, right, it's loose. The ball's loose. And, they're, and, and the Celtics get it where it's a clear path to the basket and time is up and it's out. They'll let it go because they're not going to stop it with the other team having a scoring chance. Right. That's literally what it is. Like if LeBron right. dribbled the ball <laughs> off his leg, reigning defensive player of the year, Marcus Smart, picks Not it up and has a clear path to the basket. Even though we think time's up, the refs are just going to let it go because they're not going to stop it with a scoring opportunity. And that's, liter- <laughs> that's literally the way it works. Don't understand it. Won't understand it. Can't understand it. I like the up clock, Rich. 
the, uh, the counting up clock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got it. Where, where every time, yeah, as soon as it goes, every time yep. that there is some sort of stoppage in regular time, the official points at somebody, and there's a clock that's visible to everyone in the stands and also on TV, and it starts counting up. Yep. Seconds by seconds by seconds, and then when it's time for playback in, that clock stops. And play continues, and then whenever there's stoppage time added, added, you know exactly how many it is. Stoppage time begins, they point at it, counts down. When it's over, it's over. How about that? Doesn't matter if, oh, wait a minute, you can't stop it if there's a corner kick allowed here. I mean, what, what, what are we doing? All right. I'm with you. That's all I'm saying. Just make me in charge of FIFA. If I am, I'm, wow. not, I'm, I'm not here. I'm, I'm out. Sorry. If you're ahead of FIFA, yeah, oh, yeah you got to work. You're well, working because of all time. the bribes you'd be Correct. taking, you would have the, the sickest, like south of France. Or, or I'd still do this show, and we would. I'd be sitting we'd on be a. Balling. St- I, this yeah. chair would be made of a stack of money. Yeah, we'd be balling. I would sit on the money. We would be like Huel. We would all have Huel type yes. chairs yes. made of cash. Excellent. Look, I, I don't care. I just want a backpack with the money. That's all I'm asking. World for. World yeah. Cup <laughs> coverage. Got it. Speaking of bags of cash. <laughs> Transition. Major League Baseball owners, you're, you're owner of your New York Metropolitans. I mean, however many years you, if you will, suffered a lot watching the Doubleday family and the Wilpons um, not spend as much on their team as the team across town. They okay? made me hate baseball for many years. For many, many reasons. Okay. They're not, they weren't made of money and then they made off. Yeah, but don't, bump. and then all of that <laughs> well happening. Done. Way to turn a phrase. You've got now a guy for whom he does not care. I don't mean, care. the money spigot is on. I read that the luxury tax bill for the Mets, is meaning the amount of money he has to pay into the pot, the collective kitty of Major League Baseball based on the salary of the Mets being over a certain threshold. The luxury tax bill is apparently larger than the entire payrolls of a third of Major League Baseball. <laughs> yeah, that'll push their payroll Whoa. to something like $400 million. And they're not, the they're not done. Like, he doesn't yeah. care. He just wants that piece of metal, and he wants it bad, and he's going to spend money on it. And we're going to sit back, and we're going to watch the trumpets and we're going to watch, you know, uh, Cocoon, right, at the top of their uh, their rotation. And, you know, they're approaching a Brimley age in Cocoon. Oh, the Brimley line? is They're, they're close to the Brimley they're, line? They're getting close. <laughs> Brimley age. Uh, Raining Cy Young. We're going to watch it. Brimley age. We're going to watch it. Raining We're going to watch it. Kate Upton's going to give the middle finger all the Phillies fans. Yeah, it's going to be great. That. Me and Kate on the same team. Lindor and the Panda. And players from Japan that Mets fans have never heard of, but they're all high-fiving about right now because they got him and nobody else did. Well, yeah, it's the same thing when Otani came. No one heard about him, and he turned out all right. And so, interesting you, know. you mentioned yeah, his yeah. name. Put a pin in that for a second. Put a pin, for, put a pin <laughs> in that. Put a pin in that. There's a pin. Carlos Correa. And the San Francisco Giants struck a deal. 13 years, $350 million. In other words, I guess the contract that they were going to give to Judge, although 13 years probably wasn't it, but the amount of money they were going to give to Judge, they just gave to Carlos Correa over 13 years. And they could sit here and say, okay, well, we were going to go with Judge, who's kind of a positional player, a corner outfielder, and pay him all that money over a span of nine or ten. 
We just gave $10 million less over three more years. That's kind of less money per annual we were going to give to Judge for a guy who plays shortstop until, I guess, he grows old and gray and... I mean, it, it, uh, I mean, was was Rip was Ripken the last like forty year old shortstop we've seen in Major League Baseball? Even then, he moved to third. You know, even then, he moved out, out of short. I don't know what the hell's going on. I don't know, but basically, if you are in your mid twenties and you are raking in your first four or five years, the new industry standard is sign until you're old and gray. And make an absolute mint, forty million a year average, thirty-five, forty million dollars a year's average, and that's it. And just stay where you are, and then hope that you're take care of your body. And then if you're the the team that signs the player, you just gotta hope that ages thirty-six to forty doesn't destroy the team. You know that they they can somehow keep raking in ages 36 to 40 in a way that we haven't seen Ever. anybody else do? Ever. I mean, Pujols found a nice little just a short burst stop. at the end. A uh, shortstop that can rake like that at that age has never existed. Ever. Just hope that Major League Baseball legalizes PEDs so then you can earn your money and still have a great great career in your late 30s. Because this is what we're talking about. But here. they're going to earn their money. It doesn't matter if they have a great career in their late 30s. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Why are you teams know, doing this? I don't have an answer other than the fact that it's cost certainty that the market's only going to go up from here in the same way that Mahomes got a half-billion-dollar contract a few years ago. You're just locking in a ago. number because you're assuming that in five years the number's going to be 50%, 75% more? Well, in terms of answering that question, I will answer it with this take. The person who is sitting around right now thinking jackpot, sitting around thinking this is the greatest development ever in the year before I might be able to walk, is Shohei Otani. Oh. If Carlos Correo, who oh. plays one position, <laughs> if Trey Turner, who plays multiple positions at the moment, Judge can play two different outfield spots, if these guys are making this much coin for that long, what is Otani going to command when he could five. do when it's got to? It's, one, it's one got to. billion dollars. It's got half, it half, a B, half yeah, a B. Half a B is the starting it's, point. Has to be. For negotiation. Has to be. And you could push back and say, yeah, well, how long are you going to pitch? Oof. And his answer will be, how old was the reigning American League signing award winner? 40. Okay. 40? Wow, yeah. 40? 40. 40? Pushing, pushing that? 40. Okay, how, how old Pete. is that guy? He just won the Cy Young. How old is that guy? Okay, you don't think I can pitch that long? I'll move on. I'll go somewhere else. I got to play season. How, I mean, he <laughs> rakes, he flamethrows. Yeah. And by the way, 39, I'm he runs like the wind. And he's 6'4". Oh, yeah. And surprisingly huge. huge. He's huge. I mean, you want to talk about five tools. That, that's, I think, undervaluing the number of tools he has because he's an international sports star. That's a tool. That's a tool that you can use. Oh, remember when Hideki Matsuyama won the Masters and he was like, oh, this is going to make him 
basically a billionaire worldwide. Yeah, how? Did, how like, that's a good you brought that up. How did that turn out? I'm being like, uh, serious. I, don't know. About I, I, gotta I haven't heard about that guy the since then. Famous golfer in Asia. So. I saw that contract, the Turner contract, the Judge contract, the Bogarts yeah. contract. You see all of these contracts for guys who do only one thing. And the one thing that they do, honestly, who's the outlier? Who rakes ages 37, 8, 9, and 40 to the point where it's indecipherable from their ages 25, 6, 7, 8, 9? Who's the Brady in baseball, right? I don't know. Who is that guy? Did they, it, does one exist? Has one existed? Yeah, his name's Justin Verlander. <laughs> I'm talking about hitting. Oh, hitting. Is what I'm talking you about. Because the guys who are hitting are the ones getting these contracts. You know, Verlander's like, okay, you're pushing 40. I'll give you two. I'll give you 40 mil per for two. And he's like, sold. I'll move to New York. <laughs> Sign me up. Kate and I can go to, you know, Balthazar for dinner. We'll do it. <laughs> Just do it out there. David Ortiz had a great 2016 year, which was his last year at age 40. He led the league in doubles at 48, and he had 38 home runs. Okay. Whew. That's the last person so, that I can really remember. Uh, and so Otani's going to be sitting here. And, I mean, can the Angels, like, call up their neighbors and say, can, can we give them, like, you know, the, you know, California Adventure, like a piece of that. Like, are we can can get we... that super exclusive cut yeah. the line pass at Disneyland? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they may have to give them Newport the Beach, Silver Pass, whatever they call <laughs> yeah, it. Like, oh, give them the honestly, point. give them data point. Newport honestly, Beach. I mean, yeah. you can name a ride after him. It's exactly. just not even. I, I can't even fathom what it's the numbers going to be. If you're Otani, you could do both. You could do what Verlander does, and you could do. What Correa does, you could do what Judge does. The night I took the kids to see Judge and the Yankees in Anaheim, yeah. he had his 50th. Otani won the game earlier with his own home run. Yep. I mean, so he can do it when people are watching. He can do it when people aren't watching. He could do it. I mean, it's like the Dr. Seuss. He could do it with a box. He could do it, you know, <laughs> on a train in the rain. I mean, and, oh. and, and then he'll come the next night and he'll strike out 10. I mean, we all know how great he is. I'm seeing these numbers. Whoever is in the same way that the Bengals just sold their stadium naming rights for the first time this year, and people are like, wow, why would Mike Brown suddenly do that for the first time? Well, who's he got to pay coming up at the end of this year? I mean, the Angels are up for sale, and this is like really interesting well, on where yeah. that's going to go. They better, find, acquire they, that. they better find the same type individual who owns the Padres and the Mets who are like, we got, I got a hedge phone. And I got a, I got a bunch of money that it. I've got earmarked for flushing down the toilet. And instead of flushing it down the toilet, I want to buy a baseball team and win the World Series. Like yeah. that's that's basically who you have to find. Yep. Instead of you know, well, I don't know about that. that we got to reset for the luxury tax this year. You know, we got to reset. <laughs> oh, you mean Which like my team? The, your team apparently. That's what the. <laughs> I was told that one of the reasons why the the Padres are going so nuts right now, right now in free agency is they know the Dodgers or they're sensing or they believe the Dodgers are going to have a reset this year uh, that they want to reset to go back underneath the luxury tax for this year and beyond or for the next or several years. Save up for Wait, right. So they're, <laughs> so they're going to go haywire in the next year and future years. Right. Otani. Yeah. And they're like, okay, we're going for it now. We just beat them in last year's playoffs. We're going to win. We're going to win now. Like, this is the sort of nuttiness that's happening right now. But your owner, sir, your team's owner, just he does not care. He does, he does not care. How much is he worth, Chris? 
so much. I think it's worth like $16 billion. I, I don't mean, know. Come on. You know, I to use a phrase from the world in which apparently... Oh, sorry. $26.1 Yeah, okay. Apparently did not base a character on him. I am, I am not uncertain yeah, exactly. that this guy <laughs> does not care about a single dollar or cent and just wants to be the king of New York and stroll yeah. around town and say, I was the one who made the Mets. What's the ROI on the Mets winning the World Series? I mean, you can't put a price on that. Well, it's, so. it's priceless. It's you not know? It is priceless. He's spending this money knowing he's not going to make it back. Yeah. He's not going to make it back. You know what he's doing, Rich? He's making me happy, and I appreciate that. Thank you. <laughs> Braves currently, uh, sorry, Mets currently 10-1 to win the World Let's Series. put a hundred on it, Brockman. Let's go. This is crazy. That's a I may have to baseball, but I'll tell you what. Padres fourteen. That's what Susie says. Show hey the money. That's you know. I have a feeling. Yeah, he's coming, man, and he's got to be looking at this stuff. You know, Yankees, Mets, everybody else will say, "Screw the luxury tax." Pay that man his money when he comes up, and and the Angels they they better whatever they whatever they need to do. They better save their pennies right now. One more year. One more this year. Next year. After next season. Right? Next, I think yeah. it's next year. He signed one year. Right? Oh, man. Oh, this is it. Oh, could you imagine? I mean, it's nuts. We ain't getting him. How do you know that? There's no way. How do you know that? I'm rich. You don't know that. If why, he goes why? to New York, he's going there. Why? Because I think he's got it. He'll spend. We're going to got Judge. We, I don't think. I don't, I don't, I don't think. He, I know. There I is. Know. A, there is no. Uh, I know. Let me just say this. I will say this, then we'll take a break because I need to save the rest of my vim and vigor for Albert yes. Breer. Um, let me just say this. Any owner that sits on a mint or has a mint or owns a jewel of the sport that has a chance at Shohei Otani and says, too much, too much, can't afford it, sell, won't afford it, team. because, because yeah. of the luxury tax that we're going to have to pay. And I understand these guys hate paying the luxury tax. And I understand why. And this is another reason why I'm surprised Steve Cohen. Because then the rest, the bottom half, third of the league says, I'll just make my money off of you. I don't have to spend it. I don't have to compete with you. I don't want to compete with you. I'm not spending all that money to try and compete. I'll try and win with a plucky team. You know, I'll try and be the A's. I'll try and be what the Orioles are doing right now. I'll try and be that team and try and knock you out because my team, you know, hits the ball and runs and pitches well. I'll be that team. Okay, very good. You are making, by going over the tax, those owners wealthy because they'll just take their piece of the pie and not compete against you. And that's why a lot of owners don't want to go over the luxury tax. But for Shohei Otani, you need to put that away and you need to go for it. And if you don't, as you said, Chris, sell the team. Get out of the sport. What are you doing? What are you doing? And that's why Steve Cohen is changing the game. Steve Cohen's just basically saying, yeah, well, good, you you do that, I'll do my thing, I'll overspend you, and um, we'll just see if it's the best team money can buy. Teams have spent $3 billion this offseason. Crazy. That's nuts. O- Otani's like, I'll take a third of that. <laughs> I'm serious, <laughs> by the him. way. He's He's good. Good. I mean, the, it's gonna I'll take like a third of that it's gonna be over like the span that. of my career. Ooh. I'll take a third of that. It's going to be like that. 844-204-RICH, number to dial here on the Rich Eisen Show. Albert Breer from the NFL Owners Meetings when we come back. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. O'Reilly Auto Parts, people. Let's talk about them. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. We all know when something goes wrong with your car and you need maintenance and you need it fast and you need to make sure it's done right, that's when you turn to O'Reilly Auto Parts. Friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. And the team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find just the right battery for your vehicle. The professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto. Do it yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show. Joining us on the Mercedes-Benz Vans phone line from the NFL owners meeting, I believe in the Metroplex, from Sports Illustrated, Albert Breer. How you doing, Bert? I'm doing good. I uh, I guess we could start like an Eisen 23 hashtag for your competition yes. committee. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Absolutely, this, right? Albert. You know, I'd be you, Albert. Albert, you and yeah. I have 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 our disagreements, and I think, by the way, our <laughs> yeah. cooling off period is 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 uh, is, is sufficient. I, I, want, I do want but, to make one thing clear on that. Like, yeah. I I never ducked anybody. I no, I you did didn't. Not, I didn't invite. I, I didn't yeah. invite. I did not I, invite. I didn't get the invite. So I, I did want not. To make sure that that's clear, Albert. Been, it's clear. I have been accu- I have been accused of ducking this, and I'm not no. ducking. Who's it. accusing you of ducking it? Who's accusing you? A lot of people. And so a lot, I, I, every so often I'll get like these tweets uh, on social media, like, why hasn't Breer been on, uh, on Eisen? Why hasn't Breer been on Eisen? So I just want to make clear that I, I, that, wasn't, that wasn't my choice. It was definitely my choice to have a cooling off period. I think it was, a, I yeah. think it was smart. Uh, and, yeah. and, and also, 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 I think you'll agree. I think uh, I was being a good friend. I was being a good friend. By not giving you a microphone, say in the first forty-eight to seventy-two <laughs> yeah. hours of that game being played, that is, I would say, I would say that that <laughs> time frame is fair. Forty-eight to seventy-two hours. Fair. Yeah, but the reason absolutely. why I bring up the fact that we've had our disagreements, you can agree, I would be a great competition committee member. Great. Honestly, like I don't like, I, I, which I'm, I'm being forthright here. Sure, like I, I do think having like the the citizens' voice on something like this yes. would be. Big, I, mean, I, I, you know, like, in fact, I, I brought like the public's view on this up to Troy Vincent today in that press conference. And, um, you know, that like it's the way this is being, uh, the, the way this is being officiated now, um, isn't fair to the defensive players, you know? And at some point, I, I understand wanting to protect quarterbacks, and that's what the game is about yes. now. And, um, no one wants to see any of these guys go down. You know, Kyler goes down the other night, and that sucks seeing that every single time. Um, but you know, like there, it, there, there does seem to be a line that's been crossed where it's, you know, a defensive player, like, how does he do his job anymore? You know? And so I think things like that, like that are so heavily discussed publicly, it's, I think important to take that point of view in to those rooms. And I think those rooms can become so insular, you know what I mean? Like, and, 
um, having an outside voice, I think, would be helpful. You know, to to all sorts of committees um, that the NFL has, and, and certainly the competition committee, because um, it's so forward facing. Um, you know, I think would be near the top of the list. Well, I mean, you, the phrase we hear it all the time. Certainly, when it came to the catch rule, Albert Breer, and now what's happening with roughing the passer calls. You know, if a hundred people sitting in a bar can agree on it, then that's what it should be called. Why not have somebody who actually talks to people in a bar? Right. <laughs> or a hundred people right. in a week, you know? Like that's like that's what I I, I I you know, I feel like I could bring. But in, in all seriousness you no bring common common sense. Yeah. That's really like that's the easiest way to describe it, right? Right. Well like somebody who can bring common sense into the room. Yeah, and the common sense of it is you already have a system set up to review plays um, on the spot to make sure the ruling on the field is correct in real time when it comes to fumbles, when it comes to possession, when it comes to spotting a football, when it comes to feet being down or not. Uh, why not fold into that reviewing a flag that's already been thrown? Because, again, to me, making roughing the passer reviewable on both sides, meaning let's take a look to see if we didn't call it and it should have been called, you're opening up a Pandora's box there. If a flag is thrown on the field for roughing, let's take a moment and have people review it in real time the same way that they review something yeah. that's uh, uh, on the field for a fumble or anything like that. And I don't know what the problem with that would be. What What are you hearing ear I to mean, the ground there in, in Dallas on this very subject? Honestly, like, I think back to the discussions I've had with the, um, you know, the coaches that, that, that are on that Madden committee, you know, that – you know, um, Andy Reid and John Harbaugh, Bill mm-hmm. Bryan was on it when he was in the NFL. And, yes. Um, you know, like, all those guys were in favor of the sky judge, right? And I, I think that that's something that the technology is available. You know what I mean? Like, you can put somebody up in the booth and give them real power, you know, and have that person in the booth be able to impart that common sense down to the field, right? And... Like, it can be as simple as, like, you know, the, the, the ref having the earpiece and somebody buzzing down and saying, pick the flag up. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you got that wrong. Pick the flag up. It can, like, I don't know why all these things have to be officiated on the field. I don't know why we can't give them those sec- that second set of eyes up top, you know? And um, I, I think the NFL could save itself a lot of grief if they just went all in on having a sky judge up top who could help the officiating crew get things right. Um, you and I have both stood on the sideline for NFL games. Fast. I don't know how anybody makes I, I don't know how, how how anybody makes heads or tails from field level and how how fast all of that's moving, Rich. Mm-hmm. Like why wouldn't you want to help the people that are down there see everything? Um, I just I think the idea of having somebody up top who can buzz down to the head official whenever whenever it's necessary. Um, and say that wasn't pass interference. It's obvious the replay's coming in. You know, like pick that flag up, or that was pass interference. Drop the flag. You know, um, why not just give the officials on the field the same advantage that you or I have sitting on the couch watching a game, which is nine different angles of every play. I just I don't get it, and I know those coaches didn't get it when they got shot down um, on it, and. I mean, some of that already goes on. They already do utilize some of that yeah. stuff to some degree. Oh, yeah. I think formalizing it and making it 
more across the board. I, I'd be all for it, and I've been all for it for a long time. And any sense if, if people down there are all for it? Like, what, what are you hearing? Well, I think it's going to sort of like – see, that's the thing is, like, the coaches were the ones that were sort of behind this, you know, a, mm-hmm. a couple of years ago. And, um, you know, they, they aren't involved yet with the competition committee because they're all in their season. So, um, you know, they meet um, – the, the, the coaches subcommittee, I know, you know, like starts talking – at the combine, um, and and they'll meet with the competition committee there, and then obviously, I think it's a month after that when the uh, the annual meeting happens. And so, if the ball is going to get rolling on that this year, I, it, it would probably start right around the combine, and then if there's anything to be voted on, it would happen at the end of March um, so, in Arizona. So then, let's create the Eisen subcommittee while the season goes on, and and, and momentum can start on on on. on can I serve on, on that? Yeah, do it. Start spreading the rumor around there. Spread the rumor around there. I'll back yeah. your play, Albert. You know that. Albert Pereira here on the Rich Eisen Show from Sports Illustrated. So um, let's let's talk uh, injuries. Is Brock Purdy hurt? I know he said he was real sore. But um, you know, is is it possible he doesn't he, go Thursday night? Really, for San I think Francisco? he's going. I okay. mean, he's a little nicked up, but I I, I think he'll be good to go. Um, and they have. I mean, I, I just tell you this, Rich. Like, I, I don't know if Brock Purdy's going to be you know uh, like a, a long term starter in the NFL. What I what I do know is the people in that building have a lot of confidence in him. And um, you know, talking to Trent Williams, who's you know, a future Hall of Fame left tackle, you know, after that game on Sunday, um, the toughness Purdy showed in fighting through everything, um, you know, the way that he was able to operate in NFL offense, the background he had coming from a place like Iowa State and taking it to, you know, a level that that program hadn't been to before and running a pro offense there. Um, you know, Trent said, like, you know, going back to, like, the summer, he could see the kid could be a starting quarterback. Hmm. And, um, you know, one of the things that sort of came up, uh, you know, and and this was, you know, Jimmy gets hurt, and you know, I'm just kind of going back and forth with a few few Niners guys, like, hey, you know, that sucks. You guys are down to your third quarterback. You got such a talented roster. You know, like you go back and forth with people that with that sort of stuff when major injuries happen. And what I got back uniformly from the San Francisco people was, don't sleep on Brock Purdy, like over and over and over again. So. Again, like I don't know if he's going to be, you know, a, a long-term starting quarterback in the NFL, but I can say there's a lot of confidence in that building where they don't think that the drop-off from Garoppolo to Purdy is going to be anywhere near what the general public thinks. Well, we're seeing that already, aren't we? I mean, we're yeah. we're already seeing that. Um, when when I'm uh, in the booth with Kurt Warner, middle game of the Saturday triple header on NFL Network, Browns Ravens. Uh, which, which quarterback f- uh, for the Ravens am I calling the game? And describing Oof. the action of what do you think? I mean, I, I, I think like I think it sounds like Tyler Huntley's like trending in the right direction. Um, my guess would be Lamar doesn't go, um, but I, I think I think it'll probably be Tyler Huntley. And I and look like this is a huge game for the Ravens. You know, like they 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 they've lost ground, of course, over the last you know few weeks. The Bengals, the Bengals are red hot. And they look like the team that got to the Super Bowl last year. So my guess would be you'll be calling a game with Tyler Huntley as their starting quarterback. Yeah, huh? I mean, Anthony Brown is a backup, or he could get the start too. But you, your sense is Lamar, right. they're, they're not going to push it with Lamar? They're they're going to give him one I, more week? I, I mean, I just like, yeah, my sense is like, I, I the sense I've gotten is that they're going to be cautious with him. Um, you know, and, you know, obviously I, there's it's a little complicated because of the contract situation and, and everything that goes into that, you know? And so, yeah, I, I think that they're going to, I don't think they're going to push Lamar if he's not ready. 
Albert Breer here uh, on the Rich Eisen show. So what 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 is the the I guess story do you think going into week 15? Um Albert, I mean what do you what 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 is in your notebook? Yeah. What are you hearing about? Like what is what is your sense hot seats or playoff positioning anything like that? Uh, you always have your ear to the ground. Yeah, I mean like the hot seat like stuff like I I I would say that, you know, it it always feels like when you're in November it's like well, you know, there aren't going to be very many openings, and then you get to December, and you know, there starts to be talk about this place or that place. And so, you know, obviously Indianapolis and, and, and Carolina already have openings, and, and they're going to run coaching searches. Um, you know, we'll see whether or not they give serious consideration to, hold, to, to, to elevating their interim coaches. Steve Wilkes has done a really nice job, you know, in Carolina, and, and Jeff Saturday, um, you know, obviously the, the owner loves him there. So, um, we'll see whether or not he feels comfortable elevating him. And then beyond that, I mean, I, you know, I, the one thing that's sort of interesting about all of this is, you know, you could have a couple one and dones, and um, and then you could have an Arizona an owner eating a lot of contract on the on the coach and general manager potentially. And I think it sort of signals a changing dynamic in the NFL, where you know it used to be that team that a coach would get like three years of runway, and you know uh, you know owners wouldn't want to. Um, you'll want to have to write checks for four years, you know, after they fire a coach and all that different stuff. I think the new television money is changing the dynamic a little bit. And I think the escalating price of, you know, uh, of, 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 of the premier head coach is going to change some of that too. And so like Arizona, you know, Steve Kime and Cliff Kingsbury have five years left on their deals. Generally, Arizona isn't a franchise that would spend mm-hmm. on coaches and general managers who aren't working for them anymore. But, has that dynamic changed? I, I think it's possible. You know, Denver, Nathaniel Hackett, you know, Houston, Lovey Smith, that, that would be the second straight year the Texans go one and done, you know? So I think that's what's sort of interesting about what's going to happen this year is you could see guys that have been in the job for you know, a lot shorter or have a lot of years left in their contract getting fired where, you know, in the past, sometimes those sorts of things have made it prohibitive to get rid of a guy. What about quarterback changes? I mean, you know, Brady yeah. clearly seems to be at the end of his Tampa stay if he wants to stay in yeah. it. Um, and and then that would present quite an option for anybody that wants to just go all in for one year or two years. You got Baker, who you had a fascinating article about how Sean McVay got him up to speed and just threw him in the deep yeah. end. Uh, you have no, I have no idea about Stafford's long-term plan, um, yeah. if he's healthy enough or not. I mean... What what's your ear to the ground on 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 quarterbacks that might change in the NFL? Yeah, so I mean, I think with Tom, Tom is going to be an interesting one. I I don't think he knows whether or not he's going to play in twenty twenty three yet. Um, I think if he does, it probably won't be in Tampa. And I think the two teams to watch there are San Francisco and Las Vegas. Um, you know, I I think one of the things um, he probably has a better appreciation for. Um, is the way he was coached in New England, how hard he was coached in New England, um, and how tight the operation was. And so, you know, he, he's got great great respect for Kyle Shanahan, and, and the Niners have sort of kept that door open consistently over the last couple of years after they decided not to pursue him in 2020. Um, so I certainly think that that could be possible, depending on how the rest of the Niners season goes and where they're at on Trey Lance. Uh, Vegas has an important decision to make on, on Derek Carr, um, you know, they're, they're in his contract, you know, if he, if he's on the roster, I think it's three days after the Super Bowl, then $40 million in that deal vests and becomes fully guaranteed. So 
So if they're going to move on from him, they have to make that decision in mid-February. So we'll know relatively soon on that. And, you know, the Raiders, obviously, with Josh McDaniels there, would have the option of not one but two guys with Patriot background and, and Tom Brady and Jimmy Garoppolo um, that, that, that could be available to them. Um, and then, you know, I, you mentioned the Rams and Stafford. I, I've never gotten the sense that Matthew's a guy who's going to hang around into his 40s. You know, like mm-hmm. I just don't think that that's who he is. He's made his money, he's got his ring, and he's pretty beat up. Um, now, do I think he wants to go out like this? No. Um, but I know the arm thing has lingered, and you know now you've got the concussion um, issue. And, again, this is a guy who's just taken a lot of hits. And, I, and, I mean, one of the tougher guys in the NFL, he's taken a lot of hits and a lot of damage on his body. And you just wonder with him, does it come to a point where you're like, okay, you know, like I – like I've accomplished what I want to accomplish. It's time to go live the rest of my life. I certainly could see that being in play for him at the very least. And, um, you know, I think that's why, like the way the Rams look at it, Baker Mayfield sort of their first swing at like, how would we eventually replace Matthew Stafford whenever he is to walk away? Um, you know, I think the people in that organization know, like sometimes you have to take more than one swing to get it right. So I think that when they claimed Baker off of waivers, it was, this is a worthy swing, just taking a swing at a guy who's the first overall pick a few years back, has over 40 NFL starts under his belt, and um, and has a good scheme fit for, for, for what we're trying to do. And then I guess, you know, with the next game being San Francisco and Seattle, if uh, you know, in Munich, when I was there about a month ago, um, the idea of Gino being the long-term answer there for Seattle yeah. was absolutely, uh, in my mind, uh, a distinct possibility. And, you know, obviously this is a knee-jerk thing to say, but you, you take a look right now at the NFC playoff picture and the Seahawks are now on the outside yeah. looking in and the draft choice that they get for Russell Wilson is now second overall. I mean, how how is that all <laughs> yeah. playing out? Like, So they could pretty much have most any quarterback they want um, yeah. a, a, in the draft now, uh, if this it's the way. I mean, I mean, so like, the next yeah, weeks yeah, are really like crucial. Detroit has the Rams pick. Detroit has the Rams pick. Right. We got, we, everyone thought that was going to be like low 20s, early 30s. Right. And they're going to have a top five pick also, you know. Um, yeah, I, I think Seattle I think Seattle's going to make an effort to, to keep Geno. Um, and, you know, I, I, I think for – I think the right way to look at this – probably brought this like example up in the past to you. It's sort of like how I think the Vikings have handled Kirk Cousins, how the, the Raiders handled um, Derek Carr, um, you know, when Josh and, and, and Dave Ziegler got there last year. Um, I think the, the, the Seahawks sort of view Geno is like, this could be like what Alex Smith was for, for Andy Reid in Kansas City, where Alex put them in a position to compete on a year-to-year basis, build up the rest of the roster, and they never had to force anything on a quarterback that maybe they weren't sold on. Um, and it allowed them to be patient until they found somebody that they were really in love with in the draft, and that wound up being Patrick Mahomes. And so, you know, I think that's sort of the way Seattle views it is we can sign him to maybe a three-, four-, five-year deal, whatever it is, and he can be our bridge quarterback to get us to the next guy. You know, and then I think you go into the draft, and I I think on this group, like Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, Will Levis, Anthony Richardson, there's going to be a ton of disagreement. And I don't think any of those guys is a perfect prospect. So you're going to have to work around some things and say, whose flaws am I most comfortable with? Or do I want to wait for a year, get a really good player at the top of the draft, and then maybe dive back in next year when you could have Caleb Williams, Drake May, Quinn Ewers. And I'll, 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 
I'll, I'll, I'll help you out here. And J.J. McCarthy, potentially, Thank right, uh-huh. going into the draft. Mm-hmm. So, I, you know, I, I think it's one of those things where <laughs> if you can re-sign a guy like Gino, it gives you a chance to kind of take a multiple-year look at finding the right young quarterback to go all in on. Albert Breer, thanks uh, for the call. Greatly appreciate it. I mean, um, uh, for our conversation, lots of high expectations coming in and uh, really intense through the first two-thirds and then a huge, great finish, just like – the game in November. Um, that's at least the, that's my perspective. Uh, it just reminds I, uh, me. It just reminds I, I, me of a late Saturday afternoon. I do need to say this. Yes, Rich. Uh-huh. Congratulations. Oh, thank you. Congratulations oh, oh. On the Big Ten championship. Congratulations on thirteen and zero. Thank you. You guys have a fantastic team. Thank you. There you go. That's next seat. Now that no what, caveats, no qualifiers. Because there really is. Hopefully, we'll, nothing else huh? to. There's nothing else to say. Oh. I mean. <laughs> You know, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. These are facts. Um, I told J.K. Dobbins uh, in hour number one, um, he he told me um, a line I should say if he scores, J.K. all day is back in Ohio. He's very excited about that. And I told him, I said, if he does what he wants to do and the team can do what they think he, they, they're capable of doing, uh, he can send the crowd home early in Ohio just like a couple of weeks ago. So... Um, <laughs> I'm feeling. I'm living my best life. I appreciate y'all laughing at this, but you, you wouldn't be not. And that's why I gave the cooling off period. I don't think you would have given me that answer 48, uh, 72 hours after the game. If I had you on like the Wednesday after the game, but do you, I think I might have been okay by Wednesday, Monday. Nah, might not yet. Not yet. Wednesday. Wednesday not yet. Okay. You, you, you hadn't gotten your help from USC by that point. I think uh, if I'd gotten you on the air after USC uh, lost to Utah, then then I could have got. Yeah. That's that's when your attitude began to change a little bit. I think. You know, what that's you, probably a fair assessment. What is, in all seriousness, in all there. seriousness, your thoughts against Georgia? What do you think? What do you think? I mean, nothing to lose. You know, obviously losing Travion Henderson and and Jackson Smith and Jigba. Like you know, at the beginning of the year, I you know, if you said like you're without those two guys, those are, that that'd be a massive blow. But um, you know, I I think one of the things that's interesting is I. I, I say this with respect. I feel like Georgia's sort of like supercharged Michigan. You know what I mean? Like, no, no. and like a very, I think the challenge is similar. Like, I think the, what, what Georgia brings to the table um, is going to be very much like what they had to prepare to play against Michigan. So hopefully that helps them. I, I think the other thing is, like, they don't often go into games as an underdog. You know what I mean? Like, and they don't often go into games where they don't really have anything to lose and no one thinks they're going to. Um, no one thinks they're going to get it done, you know. So it'll be interesting to see this particular team operate in that environment. And I, I think, like, the opportunity in front of C.J. Stroud where, you know, right now, like, you know, he walks away being remembered like, you know, Stanley Jackson was in the 80, in the 90s, you yeah. know. Um, if he doesn't win this game versus what could be if he can win two games, I mean, there's a great opportunity for a lot of kids there who've taken it on the chin um, over the last couple of weeks to change their legacy. So I'm excited to watch that. Yep, house money. Nobody expects you to win. Um, and you'll see how you can go into a game like that. Just well, And you can you, you, that'll be a good rehearsal for next year in the big house leading up to that game. So uh, I appreciate it. <laughs> you know. Yeah, you guys have a lot coming back next year, too. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to kind of Mm-hmm. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna just kind of take everything in, and uh, and, and I'm gonna take my med- I, I've taken my medicine. You have. One, so. I appreciate that, Albert. Yeah. Let's do this again shortly. Yeah. Uh, we'll speak soon. Thanks for the call and great right, information. Great. Thanks, That's Albert Breer, everybody. <laughs> Whew. 
844-204-RICH, number to dial. We'll take a break back and set up our number three. My power rankings around the corner. (laughs) Are you struggling to close deals? Business-to-business selling is tougher than ever, and that's why I want to tell you about LinkedIn Sales Navigator. LinkedIn Sales Navigator is a sales intelligence platform that helps professionals effectively prospect and engage high-value customers, drive higher revenue, and increase sales performance. Sales Navigator helps you target the right buyers, surface key signals such as job changes or which accounts you should prioritize, and shows you hidden allies so you can find those buyers that are most likely to convert. Fueled by LinkedIn's one billion member platform sales navigator gives you the most up-to-date first-party data enabling you to unlock conversations with the people that matter right now you can try linkedin sales navigator and get a 60-day free trial at linkedin.com direct that is linkedin.com direct for a 60-day free trial let linkedin sales navigator help you sell like a superstar today just go to linkedin.com direct and get started Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. What I love about Shopify is how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash westwood1. All lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash westwood1 now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash westwood1. When you open up a Mercedes-Benz Sprinter van, you're opening up more than just doors. You are opening up the potential to do your own thing. You're unlocking the potential to be your own boss and steer your own success and blaze your own trail. You can follow your own passions when you hit the open road and take on any goal you set and reawaken your spirit of adventure because when you own a Mercedes-Benz Sprinter van, you can live, work, and play out your dreams no matter how far off the beaten path they're going to take you. 16 body types, your choice of a gas or diesel engine, Thousands or thousands of ways to customize. It's available in an all-wheel drive. A Sprinter van is capable and versatile enough to help you drive your ambitions wherever you want to take them. So now is the time to discover what it is that moves you most. Don't wait. Unlock your potential inside a Mercedes-Benz Sprinter. I have playoff clinching scenarios. There's two pages now. It grows. It grows. I and it grows. See that. It, yeah. go. What it grows. Wow. It grows. Today. The Philadelphia Eagles are. Uh, Fascinatingly enough, the first team in the playoffs. It makes sense. They were the longest to go undefeated. Um, They just clinched a straight-up vanilla playoff berth with the beatdown of the Giants last week. But they have Uh, no other clinching. They can't improve it. They can't win the division. They can't clinch a a one seed. They just, you know, they just got to keep building. The Dallas Cowboys, however, Mm -hmm. you, sir, you've got a chance to uh, clinch playoff spot. Oh, yeah. Yes, the Dallas Cowboys, when they are at Jacksonville. They could just clinch it with a dub. Let's, oh, let's just do that. There's a whole bunch of other ways that they can clinch with losses by Seattle. If Seattle loss is helpful, 
So you'll root for the 49ers on Thursday night because if Seattle nah, loses to the Niners. I won't, I won't do that, Rich. If the Seattle <laughs> loses to the Niners, then well, here's the deal. you got to root for the Niners and Giants because if the Niners and Giants both, both, I'm, I'm, both win, me, you're in. Never would happen. All right, that. so you just want to win against the Jaguars. Yeah, it, just, it makes it easier. You don't want the help. I, you don't need the help. I don't need the help. I don't need that. <laughs> Minnesota Vikings. Especially not from two the Niners. Straight weeks, two straight weeks they've had a chance to clinch the NFC North and couldn't. First time they couldn't because they didn't get the help they needed. The second time is because they couldn't beat the Lions. Couldn't beat the Lions. This time all I got to do is just straight up win. Just go and beat the Colts on NFL Network to kick off the triple header on Saturday. They're in. They can even tie. They can even tie. Of course, if the Lions lose or tie against the Jets, if the Colts somehow win to kick off that triple header Saturday, eh, they clinch the North. Skull chance for everybody. Skull. Skull. The San Francisco 49ers are the first up to play this week with the Seahawks. If they beat the Seahawks, I kind of did the math in my head when I was talking about it earlier this week. All they got to do is win. Al, Michaels, and the rest of the Amazon Prime gang can call a clinching of the division with a win. Brock Purdy can clinch the division. All they got to do is win in the 12s. Yeah. AFC playoff clinching scenarios. I have two of them. I've got two of them. The Chiefs, the Chiefs uh, can clinch the AFC West, and the Bills can clinch a playoff spot. Let's do the Bills first. All they got to do, Saturday night. How about this? Two of the games on NFL Network are winning in scenarios. Hey. Vikings win. They clinch the North. If the Bills beat the Dolphins, they clinch a playoff berth. They don't clinch the division. Uh, if they somehow lose to the Dolphins, they can clinch a playoff berth. Uh, actually, if they lose, they don't have a shot. They got at least time. Get some they need a win. And the Kansas City Chiefs, they win. All they got to do is beat the Houston Texans at Houston, oh. and they clinch the AFC West. That's a wrap. That feels uh, like a lock. <laughs> I think there's other wins right there. They could, if they tie somehow, tie in uh, in Houston. There are chances for them to just clinch a straight up playoff berth. But I don't want to waste your time with that stuff. <laughs> Those are your playoff clinching scenarios entering week number 15. I love playoff clinching scenarios. I love it. I just had a, I just love talking playoff positioning. And as we all know, we are the ones here that uh, we're wondering first about why everybody who covers the NFL has to talk about teams that are on the outside looking and being in the hunt around these parts. <laughs> Sniffing it. We were first. We were first. Everyone should know that. Yes, we were first. Thank you. I know you're, you want me to pound the table. I really that. do, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Hour number three, the actor Sinqua Walls in studio. Now, I have My a conspiracy theory. Uh-oh. Did you perhaps lob something in the direction of Joseph Buck because I noticed on Monday their graphic, their column, was different. It what was, is, it, what was, it, it was loitering. Loitering, loitering. huh? <laughs> okay. Loitering. I don't hate that. So That's actually did you like say what? Say, hey, you know the sniffing stuff is, is, is my lane. Did not say that at all, nor would I in did the direction of the wonderful you? human, now sports broadcasting Hall direction. of Famer, Joseph P. Buck. I don't know if that's none of your representation. None of my representation. Interesting. Yeah. Loitering's a good. I like that one. Oh, yeah. And and you know, I wouldn't directly say anything to him. I would just call his wife and say, get your husband in line. (laughs) (laughs) I'll take care. As we all know. Yeah. They don't. I mean, they have two beautiful twin boys that don't exist without you. Well, I, I think Joe would have potentially found a different avenue in which to get Michelle's oh. phone number. Just saying. But he did reach out to me first. It was you. Yeah, you were was, first. He reached out to me first. Rich right. Isaac consulting early days. The early days. Right. <laughs> so, it's all Just saying. saying it. Just saying. What are days. we saying? I don't What are uh, we saying? 
So it said loitering now. It said loitering. That's good. Loitering. Yeah, I like, I like it. I like loitering. Loitering's not Loitering's bad. Not bad. You can get ticketed for that though. Yeah. You know. And people frown against loitering. I would There's agree. There's signs everywhere. Yep. Yeah. Do not loiter. You know what people also so. frown upon? Sniffing it. <laughs> Depending on what the it, it is, is it that is you're sniffing. Oh, well, for us, in it's the, the playoffs. It's hey. the wild card. That's what we're sniffing. <laughs> During the 80s, it was...